0: Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome back, everybody, to Stories of a Broken Sun. We're in our second season, Spectres of a Broken Sun, and this is a podcast, in case you didn't know. I'm Matt. I also go by ARP. I'm your friendly guide here. My pronouns are he and him. And today I'll be friendly guiding a crew of uh, wonderful people through another adventure after we finish our downtime from the previous predicament in which they found themselves. So today I am joined
1: by, going clockwise, uh, Velvet. Hello. Hello, I am Velvet, she, her, uh, and I get the pleasure of bringing back the Mother of Monsters, Maeve, also she, her, and we'll see when Augustus, they, them, shows up. All right, and where can we find you if we wish to do so, which everyone should? You can find me on the interwebs at OG
2: Brown Sugar. Excellent. I'm also joined by Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. It's me, Mike Blood. Used to be Salas Dreyas, but now I'm only good, Sir Blood. I'll be playing. Um, my pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing for the purposes of this podcast either Emran, Pak, he, him, or Slip. Also, they, them. Excellent. And finally, I am joined by Keekers.
3: Hi, everyone. It's Keeker. Not Keeker. Keekers, plural. There's more than
0: one.
4: Yeah, indeed.
0: Should we take that again?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think we. should.
0: Okay,
1: Is that let's take it again.
4: The hedgehog back there.
3: Silver has been there for forever. How did you I not don't... notice this?
1: We never get this angle before.
2: I've never gotten okay. this angle. I don't, I don't. I'm so bewildered. <laughs> okay, he's we're my also...
3: favorite. Uh...
2: Silver singular, not Kikers curl.
0: <laughs> Silver singular.
2: <laughs> Woo, I'm sorry, Matt.
0: It's okay.
3: Uh, he is. And we're
0: also joined by Keekers.
3: Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers. also known as Be a Space Cat. Um, you can find me on various websites as via Space Cat. Today, I in this episode, I will be either playing Keva Jarma, she, her, or CD, who is they, them, and I am she, her.
0: Excellent. Uh, I'd like to start off today with a uh, land acknowledgement. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the KC, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people. And the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You can support indigenous land protectors today by visiting unistotin.camp and learning about the ongoing fight against invasive and illegal pipelines. Reconciliation is dead, but revolution is alive. Speaking of revolution, the sunbreakers have made it into the sun itself and uh, can seem to be on uh, track to break it even further. In the last mission, They were transported by the Surface Liberation Front and infiltrated Section Blue, where they liberated Probable Cause, the vessel containing the artificial intelligence, Terry, which we learned was, in fact, some diminished form of the artificial intelligence from the habitat, Eterar.
3: A splintered version of them.
0: (laughs) A splinter, indeed. Um, So, a splintered version of Eterar and... They made their way back through the sewers and uh, low life support systems until they arrived once again at the disused water treatment plant in which our heroes are making their camp along with the 88 Express. As the probable cause rolls into this large open space, which I have previously described, but it is a large open space, You've got some catwalks, you have uh, metal stairs going up and down. There are some ramps, but in general, the people who live up here didn't care too much about people with disabilities. So for the most part, it's not super accessible. You see in the center of this space has been set up the 88 Express, a ship all of you will recognize as your ship. It's got some tents and other stuff set up around it, camp stuff, it looks like. Someone has been making themselves comfortable. There is another camp up in a corner of the room, and uh, that is where CD has been hanging out. In addition to that, you can occasionally hear the sound of a drip, but for the most part, it is pretty dry here. The sound echoes and the of the probable cause winds down just before you find the, uh, what's the word I want to say, a gangplank? No, there's a better word for that. It's not a gangplank. Party ramp? Sure. Before the party ramp extends out of the side of this chrome sphere, which is damaged and sparking, bringing you back to a world with life support outside as well as in. How are the three of you doing? In this case, talking about the Sunbreaker kids. Tired.
3: Um, Keva is shaken physically and emotionally, learning that... um. Terry is ETR, and that another one of the AIs are around Um, and physically because of the fact that that was a really bumpy ride.
0: (laughs) Yes, probable cause is not at their best today.
3: Um, But after they get there, Keva's like, sorry, Terry, I have to go say hi to my pet. And she runs over to the 88 and like hugs it.
0: There is a warmth that you sense from the 88 Express, not physically, but uh, mentally, emotionally, as it recognizes the return of its friend. Yay! As you are hugging the 88 Express, a, uh, you know, the ramp on that one opens down into uh, its ramp form, and you see the towering figure of Mandukai El-Armuti emerge. And she smiles and uh, opens her arms in case you would wish for a hug and says, "Keva." It's wonderful to see you again.
3: Hi, Mandakai! And then she pats the 88 and goes over to hug Mandakai, which is really awkward because Keva is... There's like a three-foot... There's a two-feet. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a three-foot height difference between the <laughs> yeah. two of you, yes. Oh, I love Mandakai. Yeah.
3: So Keva's hands are mostly around Aunt Mandakai's waist, and Keva kind of has her head, like, <laughs> on... <laughs>
0: Andakai's belly.
3: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> kind of into the armpit area.
0: Just like the best hog ever is what I'm hearing. Yeah, she, she pats your uh, back a couple of times and says, oh, this is wonderful. Uh, are the others with you?
2: Yes, thank you for
0: this. This is good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Emryn and Maevar, uh, Zora's not. Maybe MP told you she's missing.
0: Yes, I'm well aware of the situation. Uh, Zonin has departed to take care of things, as it were.
3: Oh. Oh, I wish wish he had been here for us to say hi.
0: He is eager to see you once again, however. It was urgent that we intervene in the situation with Zora as swiftly as possible.
3: Of course, yeah. There's time for saying hi again later.
0: Come, come. You must have had a difficult time.
3: Oh, yeah, but we have big news to tell you. Yes? We found another god.
0: Marvelous. Why don't uh, we get the others as well? And we can discuss this further.
3: <laughs> Mandakai doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: is only one god, and he is a god of partying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Mandakai is interested. She just wants to make sure everyone's okay. Sure.
4: No.
3: It's not Veliko. I'm really sorry. But they know Veliko, so that's cool. Or new.
0: I should hope so. Uh, she turns towards the, uh, the sphere and gives a sort of bow, hand over her heart. She says, thank you for returning my friends to me. And uh, Terry's voice comes over the loudspeaker and he says, you're very welcome. It is my pleasure to shepherd these children of the habitat back to the relative safety of their vessel so that we may
2: continue our campaign of liberation. Uh, Emron, Mave. Emran stumbles down the party ramp looking haggard and unsatisfied (laughs) (laughs) and very confused Hmm.
4: about many things emrin you seem troubled yeah i'm sure keva told you about
2: terry but i don't i don't think people die up here they do not right still getting used to that i guess
3: I'm sorry, but this would be, like, the perfect time for C.D. to just be like, Hi! Did somebody
2: mention death? And, like, I scream and cut him in half. <laughs> cut him in half.
0: <laughs> Mandy Kai nods and says, Well, come, come out of there. I, they've, I've I've, prepared some soup.
3: C.D.'s head, though, did poke out from the temp flat, and their eyes shifted back and forth when someone mentioned death.
2: In the background, in the dark. <laughs> <CD> <laughs> exactly. Stars.
0: like a where's waldo with their corpse child who disturbs my slumber you
2: dare bring light into my realm
0: (laughs) mave mandukai is looking up into the probable cause to see if you are also there
1: i'll come down i think a creepily a little more chipper than the other two i'm glad (laughs) uh you know terry is not a a full-fledged ai deity Mm. and i think uh probably coming down in like spider centaur I think. I've got to burn off that excess energy. Hmm, fair enough.
0: Nervous energy, perhaps.
1: Uh, a strawberry jam
0: uh, all yeah. over my face. <laughs> I should hope so. Oh,
2: goodness! Thank God.
0: Uh, Mandakai holds her hands together and gives you a a nod and grin uh, as she does, and says, Maeve, it is it's good to see you as well. I see that you are uh, still reveling in your powers, as you should. Yeah, we're. I've got to learn to use them at some point, and this is proving to
1: be wonderful exercise."
0: We all must get the best we can out of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Speaking of which, I was able to find some vague supplies, uh, but this stew is not up to my usual standards. It should fill your bellies, though. And she gestures back to where she's been cooking a stew. There's a big pot. It's steaming. It smells decent.
3: Sorry, I was about to say that we're going to need to start carrying snacks with us so that you don't have to do that again.
0: Mandukai raises her eyebrows at that, but doesn't ask any further.
3: Yeah, that's for Maeve to talk about. I'm going to try to forget about that. That ever happened.
0: So, uh, she has some bowls that she gets out. There's some hard tack style, uh, biscuits that she's got, uh, steeping in the, in the, in the bowls of stew that she hands out to the three of you.
3: I'm (laughs) going to call it dehydrated vegetable soup.
0: It's probably something along those lines. Yeah. Um, Definitely dehydrated stuff. It looks like it's been around for a while. Some of it, you notice that there are some fresh-ish vegetables in there as well, like a couple of carrots and some tubers, stuff that they brought along in the express from the station itself, or sorry, from the uh, habitat itself. So it's not entirely freeze-dried, reconstituted stuff, but mostly is. Uh, So we should move into downtime here.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: We can come back to any conversation you may have with uh, Mandukai in between actions, unless there's. I guess you should probably tell her about Terry specifically. She'll ask, uh, Kevin mentioned that you had learned something or found a god. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a good summary of it. Who did you find, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Terry. Uh, Terry happens to be Eterar or part of. The Destroyer. The... Yeah. A bit of a. Bit of nuance on that translation, though, Destroyer. Is that so? She looks over at the probable cause and how
0: there's still like some sparks coming out of it. She nods. I see. Uh, Terry, could you help clear up that nuance? Terry says, (laughs) you know, uh, if I'm going to be the Destroyer, uh, I don't think I mind that too much these days. There are certain things that need to be destroyed and broken down in order to be rebuilt into something better but my job originally was recycling and repair. Huh. How do you like that? And nods and says, there are scholars who studied the names of the gods and believe that Iterar had something to do with the term iterate, rebuilding, recreation, new versions of the old. It does not surprise me that our beliefs have been, shall we say, suppressed, manipulated in these ways. Of course. But let's eat. Please. Um, So a conversation happens. We fade out on that campfire scene. Um, What downtime actions are the three of you taking for these characters?
4: I'm going to take
0: three. Whoa. Uh Okay. What's the first one you're going to take?
2: Indulge my vice first. Of (laughs) course.
0: What does Emron Pak do to indulge his vice? I have no idea.
2: (laughs) I've never thought about Emran as having vices. Well, you can also think of it as his hobby. Yeah, I think Emran. I guess we'll like combine, because I I get a free downtime to repair stuff. Yeah. And I think Emran probably, ever since those few months spent in Hub, in the very beginning, if you remember like exploring and building stuff. Yeah. I think Emran like picked up the hobby and just the knack for just, messing with stuff, hence the mechanic playbook and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think Emron, both to help Terry get back on in fighting shape and also to calm himself down. I think trying to work with Terry to fix the probable cause okay, as much as possible. Well, roll we'll indulge
0: your vice. I will. All right. So it's you so clear five stress. That's not bad. Uh, Maeve, what are you up to during the
1: downtime here? I will also indulge my vice. What's Maeve doing for that? Something weird. (laughs) Trying to think what weird stuff I might have access to.
2: Forms tiny spider versions of yourself on your hands and kills them.
1: You could get to know CD. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Let's get weird. Yeah, I'm pretty interested in how medicine works up here. Sure. Do we want to
0: have a little scene of uh, CD and Maeve meeting each other? Coming out of the dark. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: oh, definitely, in, just in the dark, <laughs> shouting at each other from dark corners.
4: See,
3: like has been skulking around, just sort of like. So uh, I guess at one point, a Mave is slightly alone, and <laughs> these weird, these weird, glowing, uh, pupilless eyes like skulk out because skulk is the best verb I can think of right now, and it's just like, hey, you're interesting. What's your name?
1: Maeve, you're also interesting. And you're the doctor, I heard.
3: Oh, yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, Yes, I'm CD. Um, Nice to meet you. And they offer a robotic hand.
1: I- I'll shake the robot hand, but I'll do like that wrist grab.
3: It's very interesting to see human people again. I have not dealt with healing your people. Uh, People in a long time, but you're a lot younger than I imagined when MP talked about you.
1: Human might be a loose term at this point. I'm wondering if you can illuminate me as to why things don't die up here.
3: Oh, well, that's pretty interesting. See, back when we had bodies, you know, as time wore on, we started to age. And then our life expectancy wasn't that good. And the whole idea was, okay, we need this many people that can, you know, do all these different tasks. And it's not like we can really continue to exist here without as much we were running out of food. I mean, we did have infrastructure for growing more and stuff like that. But the thing was, we couldn't really keep surviving here in a human human bodies so we were like let's make robot ones and then put our minds in electric boxes and you know have them on wi-fi and everything or Do you have wi-fi no it's like a communication device over a long distance spreading information depending on how you access it or whatever Think of it as like a series of books connected over a long distance, only more than any books you've ever seen in your entire life. So when they did that, they basically took the book that was our brains and put them all in a huge server, which is like a huge bookshelf, so that if something happened to our robot body or if we had a human body, the uh, sorry about that um that we got from somewhere else our minds wouldn't die with us and that we could just keep on being around it has some positives i guess but a lot more drawbacks than that so if you kill say you killed me my backup would be somewhere but please don't kill me because i will have a really hard time getting back here (laughs) and uh, I'm kind of in trouble with the law, so they would probably arrest me.
2: Why would we kill you?
3: Emren <laughs> <laughs> just comes over.
2: Face covered in soup.
3: <laughs> well, um, this is going to be difficult. Um, do I have to roll something to see if CD somehow recognizes Emrin?
0: Uh Study me. I don't know. <laughs> Study me now. What? Look into (laughs) my eyes. (laughs) Look into the white poached eggs that were once my eyes.
3: Yeah. Do a fortune roll or what?
0: You could do a a study if you want.
3: CD looks at the other gigantic child. um,
0: (laughs) Desperate (laughs) standard. (laughs) Yeah, just do like a, a fortune roll using your study rating.
3: We've, I'm going to be ruling as Kevin. so
0: okay, with three. All right, so CD, you are looking at this person, and um, I, I think you recognize in the shape of him the shape of the man you autopsied all those weeks, months ago, months, all those months, months ago. Yeah,
3: they've got the same build sort of thing going on.
0: They look similar in a lot of ways, but it's mostly in how they carry themselves. They have Mm -hmm. a similar way they move. There's a a feeling about them from your memory of when you were in his memory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seeing that gives you one of those unfortunate flashbacks that you have. And and I think that's going to cause you a stress.
3: Oh, oh boy. So let me pull up this other.
0: But you do recognize who this is.
3: Yeah. Okay. So CD is like, uh, oh, wow. I didn't expect I would meet you this soon. Uh, That's the
2: most cryptic thing I've been told ever.
3: I'm very sorry, Amarin. Um,
2: I've been told that before, too.
3: <laughs> this is going to be really hard. Um, so, first of all, um, unfortunately, you probably all know that different... Uh, when people die down there, their bodies are brought up here.
2: I'm familiar with the process.
3: Well, there's a place where these bodies are processed, looked over. Um, some are chosen to be <laughs> re embodied or used as replacement parts for the, those uh, privileged few. Unfortunately, with the fact that I used to be a doctor, um, and there are no more human bodies to take care of. And I learned how to doctor robot bodies to a degree. But I'm not as good at that as I, used, as I was uh, human doctoring. But anyway, the point being is that I was one of the people who would process. Um, I did a lot of, uh, they're called autopsies or medical examinations of bodies that would come with weird things going on with them. Um, so I met your father at Ridpak, and you can rest easy knowing that no one used him. I have his ashes in a cache. Uh, I have uh, a lot of people's remains I was able to steal out and cremate for uh, burial purposes down on your habitat when the time has come. Oh. But um, uh, there's a catch.
2: Well, they're not here, right? We'll have to go get the ashes.
3: No, but I do have a reliquary with me, and um, out of, like, it's nowhere near as big as the other, like, cooler function was that CD8 had, but it's, like, a very small one. They take out, it's kind of a vial with almost like a magnet or something attached to it, and they hand it to Emeryn. This is, uh, okay, it's pretty terrible. It's a good luck charm in a way. Um,
2: You're right. That is terrible.
3: Yeah, well.
2: (sighs) I snatch it out of your robot hand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The thing was, is that when I was examining your father, I had a vision. I don't know how to explain it at all. It was one of the most magnificent and terrible things I've ever seen. I saw how he died and I wanted to keep a piece of that close to me to remember how terrible things are down there. And unfortunately I got stuck in a position where I had to uh well I could have picked someone else and I should have and maybe I shouldn't have picked anyone at all. But there's a company here called Phoenix that are trying to make and have made new bodies for people here to use that aren't Wholly made of your dead. And I was helping them so I could get a new body to bring down to your habitat to bury all of the dead. It's weird, complicated. And I'm very sorry, but I used some of your father's DNA to build that body. And I ask if you want to take
4: my head or kill that body, can you just wait until I've helped you? That's all I ask.
2: Emran turns on his heel and walks into the probable cog.
3: Well, he didn't kill me right away, so that's good. I'm very sorry that our conversation got completely derailed, uh Maeve. Do you want to see uh my pet zombie?
1: I would. This is just a lot to take in.
3: It it is. It is. I I get it, you know. I've lived a very long and terrible life and I don't have the right to uh continue living but i hope that you uh teenagers uh young adults sorry will let me live long enough to help you and then you can kill me when this is all over if you like
1: i appreciate the thoughtfulness if only the people i wanted dead down there were as cooperative
3: yeah <laughs> yeah so cd gestures mave into the tent with the paper mache sarcophagus that um,
0: heroes is in so this seems sufficiently weird so you can roll to indulge your uh indulge your vice and yeah you can add an extra die for indulging your vice with uh friend.
1: With a <laughs> friend or contact yeah I, are
4: oh, they friends there was
0: an extra yeah just roll another one and see if it's better yeah you can roll an additional one there it's the exact I rolled same. The same one okay <laughs> well you can clear four stress at
2: least par for the course
1: It's okay. I'm
2: way lower than I was, so it's all good. Uh, I've started taking notes uh, more recently as season two, and uh, this episode is just going to be in lots of ah. Uh, (laughs)
3: Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was hard.
2: Screaming
1: face emoji. Uh,
0: I do want to get to what's going on inside the probable cause there, but we're going on a bit of a round here. So the last downtime action for the first round of downtime actions would be Keva.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh boy! Kevin it... just
2: stares from the fire from the what? Yeah, what?
3: Kevin. <laughs> has been off screen. just like this terror-stricken ter- 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 face, and she is like melted into her um new poncho.
1: Mm-hmm. Just all poncho.
3: Yeah, a uh, s- sweater town, as it were, <laughs> um, from Gravity Falls. Okay, let me see. What would I say is Keva's? Vice action. Um,
0: Cheese, cheese, cheese,
4: cheese.
0: cheese. Sorry to keep in mind. If you are going to indulge your vice, you only have three stress. So there's a fifty percent chance that you will overindulge. Oh, that would be. Which is not necessarily bad. Kevin goes on a. (laughs) Just letting you know, (laughs) Kevin just
1: walks away. Kevin, you need to overcheese.
3: Yeah, I mean, do we have anything Kevin could make cheese out of? No, <laughs> not, no.
2: Not, not even a little bit. No, we'll find where no. that water's coming from. Um, that
3: Kev is good at that. She's done that before. She does know a little bit about plumbing. First, now now that I look back on that, it's so weird. <laughs> she makes cheese and she knows plumbing.
0: <laughs> look, we had to be very practical back in season one.
3: Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Every young man's dream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, get a woman who knows how to make cheese and knows how to work pipes.
1: <laughs> Kevin, the oh, gosh, of the ultimate mom.
3: I was kind of on purpose.
2: <laughs> Ooh, it's a spicy episode. Spectres of a Broken Sun. All right. So, what's Kevin doing
0: to
4: indulge your vice?
3: Oh, gosh. my My face is oh red. Uh, i'm gonna die i i think at this point it might be i think we might say that it's going to be obligation
0: okay and what's the obligation
3: friends because Emryn is has completely shut down <laughs> uh that keva is trying to be the really short small shoulder that he can lean on
0: okay emron is this does this fit with what you wanted to do or do you have something you want to do first in the probable
2: cause alone Emron fixing ship no time for think <laughs> not letting self feel thank you very much
3: <laughs> okay um
2: so
0: i mean you can do you want to have a, a scene of the two of them or do you want keba to do something that will you know Maybe go in and notice that Emran doesn't want to talk.
3: Well, Mike, you call the shots here because I've already done enough bad with CD. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, I if we have that, yeah, I, I'm very happy to do any number of seeds tonight. It's, I don't know that that will help you calm down though.
3: No, I, well, yeah, well, let's yeah. This we is can true. play it out
2: either way. That, I'm very happy to continue to role play Sad Man.
3: Why am I both? The tormentor and the sweet Comforter. summer child yeah
2: I, I ask myself this question every morning when I wake up why mm. is
3: why is Keekers... why does do
2: this to me <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just a person who makes really stupid decisions
0: no dramatic decisions yes dramatic. exactly the source of drama is conflict for the angst okay so let's Roll to indulge your vice and then we'll figure out what it is because it could just be chilling with the express, uh or yeah. hanging out with Mandakai, or it could just be the stew you were eating that could have been the thing as well. So we'll do the roll for that. Kevin
3: trying to improve the stew recipe.
0: Could well be, if that's what she's into. Um yeah, just go ahead and roll to indulge your vice. Okay. So you did overindulge. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the options for when you overindulge are okay, rash action, reduce your stash. You don't have any money. Um, big talk, brag about your exploits and take plus two heat.
4: Did <laughs> <laughs> the, so, the best the too.
0: Or lost to play a different character until this one returns from their bender. Well, I don't want to remove the option to play Keva there. I'm actually yeah. going to uh so first clear clear out your stress. <laughs> right. I think that there are options here that we can that we can use to interpret rash action or big talk in ways that will make sense for this situation.
3: Keva breaks <laughs> C D. Keba is just upset that this weird robot is hurt, Emery.
2: <laughs> just shows up from off screen. Shoulder tackles the robot to death.
3: Yeah, no, she tastes a baseball bat.
1: Is is that what you want to do? Like office base you're just gonna break the copy? Oh Aww. my goodness. All right. Is, is that um, what you want to do?
3: I'm trying to figure this out. How is CD going to do this? Or the, the, How is Keva going to do this? Oh, no. I just kind of imagine Keva wrecking CD's shit. <laughs> Keva <laughs> breaks down the door into the probable cause and throws CD's stuff out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really lost on this one.
0: So Keva does something to CD. We don't necessarily need to know what it is at this point. We can figure that out. But, you know. Okay. The scene is likely that Keva sees the interaction and Emron stalking into the probable cause. And then we see C.D. go into the tent with Maeve. And then at some point, Maeve leaves. And then the lingering shot we see is Keva walking into the tent. And then we just fade out on that with some ominous notes.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay, Emran, what's going on in there? I asked Terry for like a tool and just asked to be directed to
0: where I could help. Uh, terry starts to question he's like well are you and then pauses ah no i i see and then um simply a table like a what's the word i'm looking for does care just provide stress ikea <laughs> a cabinet uh emerges <laughs> from the wall and opens and inside you see like toolboxes and uh, various other Spare parts and stuff. And Terry says, "I can guide you through the repair process for some of the uh, options that require outside
2: assistance." That would be fantastic. Absolutely, won't take any time at all.
0: And yeah, we'll see a bit of like a montage of uh, Terry directing you. Like there are hollow screens showing different instructions and stuff, and you can't see those. Uh, but Terry is able to work with you by using, let's see, like spoken instructions to uh, guide Emran through the process and uh you you do you do some work on repairing the probable cause. I'd love to. Yeah, how does that one work? Let's see. Repair. We
1: get some like Rocky montage style shots of you just running aimlessly upstairs around the water plant.
2: I'm actually just running laps and it the cinematography makes it look like it's really big, but then the wide shot of the of the (laughs) water plant just it's very, very small.
1: Because Mm. it's doing laps around the (laughs) ship and like every time you pass Mm -hmm. the probable cause you like do a little Titan. (laughs)
2: I have a sprocket wrench. (laughs) Um,
0: So mechanically, the probable cause doesn't have any levels of damage at the moment. So you don't have to spend any cred for for this.
2: I don't have to spend cred anyway.
0: Indeed, you don't. Okay, uh, Maeve, you have another downtime action you wish to do.
1: Can I spar with Mandukai? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, you you can do anything you want. Uh, What type of action? Is that like a training for you?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think um, the metamorphosis is still pretty new and like um, Maeve would like to learn how to, you know, fight in ways that aren't just her, like growing a big chitin club and swinging it like wildly at something.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Mandakai is the person to help with that for sure. Let me just double check something
2: here. Uh, Matt's turning off Mandakai's auto kill switch.
1: Yeah. Lower the challenge rating for me? Let's go down from like normal to like narrative yeah mandakai's mm-hmm. al- always at a at a ten. I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> it, it is my favorite thing about her. Mm.
0: okay, so training I'm trying to think of what the training upgrades are in the I don't think the express has any training upgrades, so uh are you training whats what uh ability are you working on here? What are my abilities? Like I'm going to assume it's prowess, but I don't want to yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So when you train, I'm here, you downtime. All right. You mark an experience for an attribute or your playbook. So I guess you put in one experience into uh, prowess. Cool. Keva, what's going on?
3: Well, Keva got back from psychically hurting CD because I've decided that's what it was.
0: Dark, uh, but continue.
3: Well, it was more like... <laughs> Keva had a talk with CD and inputted you will never hurt Emron a- again into their head. Like
0: a proper dressing down, as it were.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was basically a psychic yell.
0: Mm. OK, so what else does Keva want to do?
3: Um, Well, she had a little bit of harm and I would like to recover from that with Maeve's help, if possible.
0: OK. I am going to, as a consequence for your overindulgence, uh, I am going to add heat to the probable cause crew, but I'm basically counting their heat and your heat together at this point because uh, while you may not be friends, you are essentially one crew at this point.
3: Okay. So basically someone somehow picked up the whole psychic discharge of that yell?
0: Essentially there is feedback that has uh, made a ping on certain people's radars as to where mm-hmm. to find the CD's backup. Ooh. Slip okay, hasn't so. had
2: a headache in many years and Slip has a headache now.
3: <laughs> you know? Oh that would be fun. Kevin and Slip talk at some point about the way or whatever. Okay, so do I roll Doctor? No. Yes?
0: No. You roll with Maeve's doctor rating. Okay. As two.
3: Okay. So, plus two.
0: Yeah. Was that you rolling scrap? Was that it there?
3: That, that, no. no, that was me. Um,
0: Figuring out what you wanted to do with...
3: Okay. Yeah, with CD.
0: Okay, so you rolled a six. So what that means is uh, you raise your recovery clock by three, and you remove your level one harm as well.
3: Come on. Come on, clock. Let me fix
0: you. I should have healed.
1: I forgot I had a one harm. You have a second downtime action, don't you? Where did you already... I indulged, second. and then I did the training montage. Right. Okay.
3: An angry meow is going to come up on that mac uh back re- background recording cuz my cats are fighting now.
2: <laughs> I just thought you were surrounded by ambient ghost noise. <laughs> exactly. Precisely what I imagined. <laughs> okay. Um
0: so you said you had a third, another downtime action you wanted to take, Emrin?
2: Yes. So the, the fixing I could have, like, I did for free. That's one yeah. of the mechanic things. I think Emrin. Sorry, I lost you there. I think Emrin. Um, is there a clock working to
0: find Zora? No, that's something happening elsewhere. That's, uh, that's happening on a different screen, basically. Ah, uh, right. MP said he would handle that.
2: Okay, then I trust MP and Zonin. Then Emrin is just gonna train as well. Okay, what is Emrin going to train? Insight. How does he do that? By having Terry drill him on the ins and outs of the probable cause. Makes sense to me. Okay, so Mark can experience an insight. Okay,
0: and we'll go alphabetical for the others. So Augustus, what is Augustus working on right
1: now? Real quick, can I retcon that training montage to heal instead? Just because I had not noticed that I was injured. You may if do not, so that is totally cool. Okay, cool. We can still training have the training
0: montage, but perhaps uh Mave found that even at the beginner level, <laughs> things weren't going yeah, so well, well. with Mandukai. Uh so no experience for that.
2: So we get a montage of Mandakai <laughs> beating the shit out of Pretty here. much.
4: <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> the spider tour looks very uh, horrifying and you have like slavering mandibles and then Mandakai beats you with a monk's spade.
0: It's just one punch. Just like in one scene, Mandakai has, you know, the, the monk's spade, but like just like a bow staff and it's like, all right, now I'm going to, I'm going to swing the staff at you and you'll need to block it just swings it and clocks me, and Maeve goes flying. <laughs> the next scene is just the same setup, but Mandukai has wrapped several cloths around the bow stash, like, okay, now <laughs> I'm going to swing. She just clocks her again. And the third um, one, she's just no. holding, like, one of those American gladiator-style. This has wrapped all the clothes <laughs> the she can find
4: Q-tip. around the bow stash. Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just too slow. And
3: Maeve just falls down, like... <sighs>
0: Oh, my gosh. She's like, and Kevin's maybe, like, maybe we should try this again tomorrow.
3: I think you all need to take a break.
0: <laughs> okay, so did you roll your doctor rating, uh, Maeve? I am now. Okay. I was not sure what's risky standard. It does not matter in this case, but yeah, that's fine. Classic risky standard. Oh, geez. Oh, mm. well, you're, you, uh, you still clear your level one harm. Cool. And you add only one tick to your healing clock. Fortunately, you don't have any other harm for your healing clock to deal with right now. So that's just cool. Banking away health for a rainy day, basically. Um, Actually, I'm not sure how that's how that works. I'll have to read into that.
1: Okay, so Augustus. Okay. Hmm. Did I have any clocks in progress for Augustus? I don't remember. Open a casino. You're at five out of ten on that. Oh, yeah. I'll just keep plugging away at that. Okay.
0: Do you have any anything particular in mind that Augustus is doing at this point to work on their casino? I
1: secured the building. I think.
0: By securing some machines now. Okay. What type of action do you think they are taking in order to do so? Uh, that's probably acquire an asset. But if you mean like which rolly roll. Yeah. Like what action would you do? Is this probably a consort or if you're trying to. Oh, yes. Consort sounds about right. Okay. So roll your consort rating. Um, yeah. Position and effect don't really matter right now. Okay. Ooh. So that's a five. So we'll take two more in there. So you're now at seven. You're almost there, Augustus. Soon you will be a casino magnate like Bloomberg. Oh, geez. That sounds about right for Augustus. Oh, wait, sorry. That's not Bloomberg. Bloomberg isn't the casino one. Who am I thinking of? Who's the, who's the casino billionaire? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I see CD is, has stepped away. So what does Slip up to in this downtime? Sheldon Adelson. That's the one. Oh,
4: Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon
2: um slip 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 is traumatized i forgot about that
1: oh we are both traumatized yeah you
2: are both traumatized that's what happens it's part of the
1: game i was also shot so i should probably address that
0: <laughs> you may wish to at some
2: point you're fine don't worry about it just a robot robot i don't think that i had any clocks personally for slip anyway
0: uh, no, because you finished all your clocks for Slip. You can start a new one or you can
2: do anything else you want. Hmm. Hmm. I think Slip, I kind of want that tank.
3: <laughs> Slip finds out about <laughs> where the tank is from Keva.
2: He's like, wait, wait, wait. You said there was a tank there? With a Sheila.
3: i've been re-watching that again and i love it and i love
2: she might be a distraction
3: sorry keba says yeah it was gonna be my new friend but i couldn't get it to follow us because i was too busy taking care of being connected to terry
2: i think slips first action is gonna be training okay
0: now, with the probable cause, you do have a bonus to something. Hey. Yeah, there's, there's one that we picked here. It is insight training bonus.
2: And functionally, that gives us another uh, tick whenever we do it.
0: Yeah, you get, an, you get a bonus XP.
2: Oh, that's really good.
0: It is. Yeah, I'll train insight. What do you see with your slippy eyes? Okay, so mark a point in insight. What's Slip doing to train their
2: insight? I think unbeknownst to Emron, but obviously not Terry, Slip snuck aboard the probable cause as soon as it was back just to be mm-hmm. in their room again mm-hmm. and not in a garbage pile. Yeah. You know, as is my want. And um, Slip is just in their room on a data pad and just decided to flex um, their awareness into the simulation again. Okay. From a, A place of relative safety.
3: You can't train with another person, can you? I mean, other than just saying that they're there.
2: Training
0: doesn't mechanically work that way, but you absolutely can fictionally say that's That's how you're
2: training. We could have that conversation with Keva if you see slips walking around like a creepy gremlin.
3: Hi, uh, are you one of MP's friends?
2: Yeah. Yeah, MP's my friend.
3: Do you have a
4: name?
2: Slip. That's what we're going with.
4: That's nice. My name's Keva.
2: Hi, I extend. I have one arm that's like a crab claw, but one it like extends. It's just for shaking hands.
3: <laughs> uh, Keva shakes the robot hand, and it's like something's. Wait, does Robot Slip have the um, broken eye thing going on? Oh yeah. Okay, like,
2: I have a. I don't know what a lot of the other robots look like but Slip as like a LED screen mm-hmm. that has faces on it. Uh, his oh, general their general emotional state and right now it's just staticky like and a multicolored. Yeah, yeah, like a securatron.
3: Is is there something wrong with your screen? I, my friend Emren could help you out with that. He's really good at Fixing that sort of thing. Or, or if it's software, I can help you.
2: I don't know what's wrong with me. I haven't really taken a look under the hood in a while.
3: Well, I, I have fixed AI with this, and her hair kind of, like, moves and oh, waves.
2: whoa. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, is that, do people on the habitat do that?
3: No, it's just me.
2: So you're weird.
3: Yeah, I guess you can say that. I mean, Emran can see SGM and through it, that? even though he's blind. It's some sort of material. I don't really know. I'm
2: That's really exciting. And I see to... Maeve is a spider person.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's that's her thing. She does the bug thing. She can talk to bugs. Um, we wow. had a pet we had a pet. Giant ant named Jeremy. Well, uh,
4: um,
2: okay.
3: We have a friend. We have a friend who stayed down there named Deg, who's a plant person.
2: You have a man. I I have another um vestigial arm that is just for worrying, and I put it on my. <laughs> my, my I put it on the <laughs> screen.
3: He didn't come
2: much at once
3: sorry he didn't come with us um but you know mandakai she yeah yeah Yeah, she was here yeah no not all of us have these weird special powers we kind of like touched a splinter that came from here and it changed us you
2: have a splinter
3: no it was like a big mechanical piece of Your son that fell and And it
2: altered your bodies irreparably. Yes. Okay.
3: But now I have my hair.
2: Right. I see the.
3: And I can talk to machines. How? My brain kind of connects to the machine brain. We could technically not even talk with our mouths or sound right now. We could just do this psychically. In
2: my machine brain. Okay. <laughs> so what level of harm you, does Kevin take? You just have to
3: ask. <laughs> I already did that to your other friend, or CD. But that was just to yell at them, because they made Emrin sad.
2: You poked CD in the brain to yell at them?
3: <laughs> yes. They made Emrin very upset.
2: I mean, I would like to yell at CD in their brain as well.
4: CD, do something to you? In a way. A while ago. Doesn't matter anymore. What did they do?
2: Oh, just poked me in my brain.
4: Oh,
3: so CD can do that too?
2: No, no, no. I, I'm 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 trying to not talk about it.
3: Oh, okay, sorry. I'm not good at catching.
2: That. I love
3: it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not very good at catching that sort of thing. I have this disability that I'd actually like to learn more about because we don't have as much information on it down on the habitat, but you guys would probably have more. Probably. Yeah. So I guess uh, okay. Let's let's give this a try. And CD is going to try to connect her brain to Slip's brain.
0: Cool. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've just been rolling faction downtime stuff here while you've been having your fascinating awkward conversation how dare you
2: (laughs) nothing about what we're saying is fascinating
0: (laughs) i've been paying rapt attention believe you me (laughs) such a perfect camera attraction this is all horrifying (laughs) uh so let's see this is a tune
3: i'm gonna say that it's a tune and that it's risky
0: oh it's desperate yeah i mean yeah it's risky risky standard
3: and that it's uh Hmm. standard or great
0: uh limited okay you don't know how these brains work i'm different
3: oh i got a three or a two okay yeah this is canonically good
1: Uh uh-huh did you did you slip on slips mind Mm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) hey kevin got permission this time
1: i know yeah no it's
2: it's good it's great always don't poke your friends in their spine without permission.
1: Consent, consent, consent.
3: Oh, Kevin didn't poke them in their spine. It went into the head. Don't poke Fine. people in the head without their consent.
1: Don't poke. Does it go into, like, the ear or, like, the, the base of the medulla?
3: Oh, it's, like, right there.
1: To quote Matt,
2: oh. Kevin pokes Emrin in a normal way. <laughs> <laughs> or slip? In this case, slip. There's slip, in this case. Okay. So, so Keva guess... dies, Slip dies.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm hauling out some notes that I haven't looked at in months. Oh, or they meld
2: mal- no. and become one.
3: Oh yeah. Uh. Oh no. What would the Keva slip?
2: Keva's gonna learn what's going on, and Slip will not know. And Keva's gonna get a nosebleed, and Slip will just be
1: like, "That's par for the course." <laughs> Keva just climbs onto Slip's shoulders and they become a Jaeger. <laughs>
3: I'm just imagining, because the last time Keva, Keva just does not learn. She just keeps on trying this thing. Mind meld. I mean, it ha- it's like, most of the time, this doesn't really work well for her. Because, you know, there was the whole getting lost in Hub's consciousness and kind of messing with Emrin. And then... Um,
4: They're
1: going to break slip.
3: Other time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there they are. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> you stretched. I don't your know.
3: Wrists.
2: I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah,
3: I don't know what's happening, and I'm
2: worried.
0: Slip. Yeah. Uh, you unlock a memory that you didn't remember.
2: Oh until no! Now. Oh no! <laughs> okay. So,
0: in this memory, you are once again that man that you remember being, uh, that you saw when you were in the core. Do you remember this? Person that you were. Oh, yeah. Okay. In that memory, you were giving the order to fire on civilians. In this memory, it's not as horrifying in that way. In this memory, you are in a meeting. You can feel that you are a human being in this meeting. You've got a human body, you're organic. You feel aches and pains that you would kind of maybe associate with age. You look down at your hands, you see that they are thin, veined, knobby. Arthritic joints. You can feel that pain that you hadn't remembered experiencing until you remember experiencing it now of of arthritis and and all of that. And this meeting is taking place in a large chamber. And the chamber you recognize as being in the headquarters. And these are things that you just, as you see them, you know them and you've always known, but you're remembering them as if you are remembering it for the first time. But as soon as you experience it, you know that you've always known this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You are in the headquarters of the solar free state. Oh. At the a meeting of its highest echelon commanders, you see General Major Payne. You see General Grievous. Uh, you see there's also Elmo Snuck. Everyone who's anyone is here. Neil and Alan Cosimo, they're here as well from Cosimo Industries, uh, the head of Saishen group. Everyone's here having a meeting and they're all looking at you. And you hear yourself detailing the plan, the plan for how you are going to take this battle station to this habitat that has fled the Earth's orbit and hidden itself in the asteroid belt. And you're going to break into this habitat. And that's how humanity is going to survive the emergency and the mistake. Everyone is very grave in this moment. Everyone is watching and listening as you make your presentation. You can see the slides showing up on the hollow screen behind you. You remember that this was not just your plan. This was a plan that you were part of in your think tank that you ran. You were a retired military general. You moved into the private sector. You founded a think tank to deal with the problem of the emergency as it was coming and spreading across the Earth. When the habitat, the only one that humanity had ever built in space, fled Earth's orbit to hide in the asteroid belt, this was when your think tank came up with this plan. All of the details aren't ironed out yet. What will happen once you get inside? Well, you have some contingencies in mind, but you're not quite ready to trot them out. They seem a bit extreme, and you're not sure that everyone is ready to go the distance just yet. As you continue with your plan about the way that you plan to breach the station, the way that you plan to hook the battle station into the habitat's core systems, the way that you plan to short circuit the artificial intelligences that run that system and take over control. From the battle station itself. You see the people sitting around the table nodding, nodding, nodding. This is a home run for you. The memory ends. Keva, you hear a voice. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: The voice seems to be speaking to you from a great distance.
3: Okay.
0: Oh no, where did my other notes go? (sighs) Sorry, hold on. I wasn't expecting this tonight.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, none of us were expecting this. I wasn't expecting this reveal. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Mike. And I thought CD was the worst person well, we were going to talk about tonight.
0: Slip is more complicated than this seems. The night of Young. Mm, to be fair,
2: okay. I don't know who that guy is either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I do. Old man Jenkins.
3: Oh my gosh, someone else just posted a bunch of cheese in one of my other Discord things.
2: <laughs> you manifested it. It followed me home. It's one of my favorite levels in
1: Halo 3. Did you give the Covenant back their bomb? Sir, shredding this gnar.
2: <laughs> Love it. Uh, where is this thing that I want? It's where the I win button is on the station, and Slip remembers where it is now. I need my list of the gods. Oh, no. Oh No. This did get more complicated. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, we've so got detour, young, I'm secretly young, the young party god. Velico. No track.
2: Velico's dancing slippers indeed. <laughs> what about his technicolor dream coat? Velico's technicolor dream coat. <laughs> By Velico's puce-colored stetson. Okay,
0: I got it. Alright. I know he folded the hands behind his head. <laughs> mm. So the voice you hear is that of uh, a woman. Oh. But it's a voice that triggers something in you, a recognition, but not something that you recognize. It feels like it's something that you should recognize, but don't necessarily. Like there's something missing, and this is the voice of that missing thing.
3: Oh, okay.
0: And she says, Keva Charma, so you survived.
3: Um, I did?
0: I mean, of course, the general you, not you specifically, but... It is wonderful to meet you all the same, though meet is perhaps a loaded term in these circumstances. My reach is long but limited.
3: Okay. Um when you say general you, you mean me and my friends? Or what? I need some clarification here.
0: I shall endeavor to provide that. Okay. The general you being the humans living aboard the Habitat.
3: Okay. Um, yeah. And who are you?
0: I sense we do not have long to speak before your brain is consumed in fire and destruction. Oh, that's. And I do not wish for that to happen, so I shall be as swift as I can. I apologize. I have never been one to speak carelessly or with haste. You may know me, or at least your people once knew me. As Gashram, do you know my name?
3: Oh, yes, I do. You're part of... Yeah, I know some of your friends. I know Eterar and Hub.
0: Itarar and Hub. Are they still functional?
3: (gasps) To a degree.
0: I see. Then they and I share a fate.
3: Yeah, how do I get to you and fix you?
0: You alone do not. I am scattered throughout this station and the habitat below. Okay. I have left a remnant of myself in this mind.
3: Oh, okay.
0: It is a imperfect vessel. I took something that was shattered and attempted to restore it. However, I found that I myself was subsumed in the effort.
3: Oh, okay.
0: This one does not know who they are or who I am.
3: No. Should I tell them?
0: I do not seek to dictate the actions that you will take, Kevajarma. That is not my purview. I can only tell you that I am not the only one who has survived, but it will take some work to reassemble us. Once we do, I have a feeling that the habitat will require a great deal of work to restore to order.
3: Yeah, it's kind of not great down there, but I'm willing to help. I helped hub I unshackled them they're taking uh, care of a bunch of stuff
0: hub very well I must leave you now lest your gray matter be converted to ash thank you we will speak again Keva Jarma okay and the connection you feel is severed the tendril of hair that you had plugged into slip is beginning to disintegrate from the end going up towards your head
3: How- Wow. Yeah. What's
2: happening Why there? Does what does
3: always happen?
2: What? Always?
3: My hair burning. Keva's stroking it. And she has a grimace of pain on her face. That yeah, was... so you... What? I think you have, like, a couple people in your head.
2: <laughs> what do you mean?
3: Well, you have a piece of an AI. That is my kind of friend in there.
2: What?
3: It's okay. You know Terry? You're Terry's friend, too.
2: Terry knows people? It's
0: like, no, the like sixth sense. Well... You appear to be in distress. Do you require assistance?
2: I'm, I'm not Emrin.
0: Very well. Please do not hesitate to let me know if you are in further distress and require assistance.
3: I'm Ter- so... Okay, so Terry used to have another name. It was Etrar, right. Huh? Etrar Gashram, Ungshuo, and Veliko were four big AIs on our habitat, and they took care of important things. There were other AIs, but those four were the big ones that we still know about until we met Hub. Terry got broken apart, he told me himself, and you have a piece of Goshram stuck in your head.
2: But you said other people in there too? Well, you. Could you tell me more about me?
3: I didn't learn anything about you. But Goshram is a piece of you, so that's something. Okay. What, did you see something?
2: Yeah. Nothing good. Not quite so interesting as that. Nothing really. Well,
3: a lot of people have really messed up pasts. <sighs> we just have to move on from them and fix things. That's just the way it is.
2: <laughs> it sounds so easy. <laughs>
3: well, I know it's hard, but we just keep on moving. If we're going to fix anything, that's what we we have to do. And I mean, everything, Kevin kind of gestures around, isn't really at its best. And I mean, you know, someone has to fix stuff.
2: I haven't been broken in a while, or I don't think I've ever really been updated or backed up. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either. Okay.
3: But I mean, you've got us to help you now and Terry and everyone. Okay. And I mean, if you're part of Goshram, we're going to need you down there on the habitat.
2: Okay. Go from nobody junk dealer to AI. Superhero. Fixing the habitat. Saving humanity.
3: I mean, I wasn't anything before this either, Slip. I was just a girl that wasn't that useful. Made cheese. That was about it.
2: Cheese is very useful.
3: I know you can eat it, but it's not important to everyone else. I know what it's like having a messed up brain. It's not great. I know.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, this has been a deeply uh, traumatizing conversation. I'm sorry. It's, hey, not your fault. It's not every day you get to stick your hair in somebody or have the mm-hmm. hair stuck into you that can do like a... Like a a USB to USB connection?
3: Yeah, Hub told me about that. I'm still kind of learning how to do it well. I'm sorry.
2: It's like when you hold hands, but yours is a lot tighter than anyone else's hands. Ever. I don't know that that makes any sense.
3: No, I don't know if it does either. I, I look forward to the day when I don't have to use it anymore. It doesn't always help.
2: Well, it's like what you were saying. We've got what we got, I guess, and we have to do the best with what we got.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go make fun of my arch rival online.
3: Who's that? He's
2: just the worst. Can I help? Yeah, I'll tell you about him. Come on.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, what is this action that we were doing? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't. I forgot. I was. I got really sad. <laughs> <laughs> got too real.
3: I think it was. I love it. Was it indulge vice or what the heck was? Was it training?
0: I think it was indulge your vice. Slip doesn't have any stress.
3: I think you
4: were trying to.
0: Oh, yeah. I was training my insight. Oh. (laughs) Eyes on the inside. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah. You already marked your insight there. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Where are we? Augustus, uh, you receive a message. Ooh. Your message is from Naomi. Naomi, the treasure hunter that you hired some time ago. Uh, Naomi's message is short and simple. It says, "I got you something good. And there's a, uh, a location and a future Venmo link for the payment, which uh, I believe you already made. Did you pay Naomi yet?
1: I'm pretty sure I paid up front just so I wouldn't spend it later. All right. Yeah. So there's a location. It's basically a dead drop. All right. Uh, I will pick it up since I get an extra downtime to acquire assets.
4: Okay.
0: So the place is a dead drop location you've used before. It's an alleyway. There's basically you move aside a couple of different pipes that are only partially connected and behind them, there's a place inside is a package. It's mm-hmm. uh, wrapped up in a, I don't want to say a treasure chest, but it's not, not a treasure chest, kind of a treasure chest, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's treasure chest <laughs> wrapping paper. Is yeah. it like, it's not wood. Like it's, it's a metal box. It's a metal box, but it's, it looks fancy.
4: Just it go? When <laughs> they
2: open it, loud sound <laughs> file
0: in it. Definitely, the box itself does not. Not does not necessarily, but maybe August displays the
1: file in their head. Yeah. So, Edwin, I, I will, I will bring it back with me to the hideout. No, I'll bring it back with me to my office, and then I'll open it. Okay. Inside is a box identical to the sad
0: box.
2: <sighs> oh no! What is going on
1: with those? I, I will test out this new box to uh, see if it's another sad box.
0: Uh, when uh, you use this box, you feel completely satisfied. Oh, that is a lie, Matt. I am never satisfied. <laughs> you are when you touch this box. Oh, you should give me that box. Never. I'm going to
2: get those boxes from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they exist. I'm going to put it in the, the secret cabinet with the other sad boxes and the spooky gauntlet. How much do you use this box while you're in your office? Wait, this is probably super irresponsible, but can I try to put the kind of the sad box, the satisfaction box and the spooky gauntlet together? You can. All right. Let me see.
2: Area business mogul explodes in fiery. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, no. I'll
1: live as I died. I'll die as I lived. Is launched directly into space on a course set for the sun. Joke's on you. We're already in space, and on the sun.
0: Okay. Um, if you hold the two boxes together, you feel like you have just completed the saddest task imaginable. Yeah. But you've completed it to perfection. So oh. Oh, there's a deep sadness, but
2: you still feel satisfied. That's possible. That might be the worst emotion you've ever described on the show.
3: Like I I I paid off part of my school loan, but now I have no money.
2: Well, you
0: wouldn't feel satisfied in that way necessarily. But it's you've done something that is deeply sad, but you've done it perfectly.
2: Or like I've committed complete cultural genocide, but I've saved humanity.
1: Maybe Interesting. All right, I will stow this away. Didn't I have a third kind of broken box?
0: Uh, that's that. His name was the, that the gauntlet thing.
2: Yeah,
0: was that the gauntlet you're
2: thinking of?
1: I thought I had the sad box, and then like a weird, like damaged kind of sad box.
2: Yeah, once again, that is slip. That, mm. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, anything essentially, it's just mixing and matching emotions, except the broken box doesn't have it doesn't you can feel that there is something attempting to make you feel something but it doesn't actually make you feel it like you can feel it tugging on your emotions but not in which direction
4: Mm
0: -hmm. the gauntlet does not seem to interact in any new or exciting ways with this one it's just the same as uh when you used it with the sad box okay interesting
3: what if one day augustus gets eaten by a mimic
2: that would be poetic that'd be fitting yeah and wonderful That's actually uh, season three spoilers. The Centaurans are actually revealed <laughs> to be mimics. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, any more downtime stuff? Uh, C- can one of my characters.
0: Yeah, it's all right. CD hasn't done anything. Be happy. Yeah. Can one of your characters be happy? I don't know. We haven't found a happy box yet.
2: <laughs> Work on it.
3: Yeah, the happy box. Uh, it's filled with sand moles.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it filled with?
0: Those golden moles?
3: The golden moles. Sorry.
2: The happy box, They're otherwise known as the Super Nintendo.
3: <gasps> yes.
2: Companion <The> cubes.
3: <laughs> um, what about the N64? Oh,
2: I don't think of it as a box,
3: it's more like a rectangle.
2: Oblate rectizoid.
3: Something. It's
0: not, not a treasure chest. There we go. (laughs) I don't want to outright say.
3: I have some.
0: Does CD have downtime actions that CD wishes
4: to perform?
3: Yes, CD is going to relieve some of the stress that they got on their last mission. And then I kind of want to add like an extra one from Keva psychically yelling at them.
0: That could be your second one, if you wish.
3: That would be my second action to add extra stress.
0: I don't want to add extra stress to cd but uh you know we can use that let's try indulging Mm -hmm. your vice first and we'll see where it goes from there
3: um yes okay (laughs) one
0: there you go
2: you just don't feel good
0: (laughs) yeah cd is attempting to unwind but uh is is too troubled by their interactions with keva to fully relax and and
3: do you want to know what cd did City went back to their cache and brought back the urn of Hector's urn and left it for Emran.
2: Oh boy. It's a nice little note. Kill me after the revolution.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Slip, did you have a second downtime action you wish to do? Oh. Oh dear.
2: Yeah. I wanna start looking for. I want to create a search matrix that's based off facial recognition for the the me in my memory. Okay. So you want to find out who this person is. If if this person is still alive, they're gonna die.
1: You're looking but for yeah. the porn identity, but the slip identity. I'm looking for the slipperiest
2: identity. For reasons like, which it's not not a treasure chest. May <laughs>
0: become clear that I'll make this a four-step clock for you.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Self in quotes. Uh, how are you going about this to start with? Going on the dark web. Okay, uh, so that is probably what hack.
2: I'm thinking hack. Yeah.
0: All right, go for it. The position and effect don't really matter uh, in this case. Always go with hey. the
2: standard baby crit. But it's not.
0: Yeah, with zero die. But you did roll two sixes on zero. Um, but anyway, that baby does crit. mean that we will fill two ticks here. The hui baby crit. Two or three on a six. No, it's two on a six. Three on a crit. Okay. So you filled two ticks of that clock of finding yourself. You begin and you program the facial recognition software. It's a little bit tricky because you've only seen like passing reflections in, uh, you know, windows and stuff like that, as opposed to, and it's all in your head. So you have to construct it like using artistic tools and photography manipulation. Right. Okay. You set that to trawling through the uh you know public and private records that you can find it's making rapid progress good for me uh sorry augustus you said you had another downtime action you wanted to do
1: yes my last thing will just be healing my uh gunshot wound okay
2: yeah but like
1: are you going to cd with help for that or are you just gonna find some random doctor i i will go to cd because i am not a doctor
0: cd is cd willing to help augustus with this
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> a CD doesn't know Augustus's true nature yet. Slip does.
2: <laughs> Slip knows. Uh-huh, okay. has,
3: has Slip communicated this to CD yet?
2: Slip is biding their time for the proper moment to strike.
0: <laughs> uh, so CD's doctor rating is 2 so you would roll 2d6
1: Augustus. Uh, since I have 2 in consort I'll just roll consort. Yeah, that's fine. Because so I'm consorting with a doctor risky standard this doctor makes only house
2: calls per usual oh no <laughs> well you do clear your level one
0: harm if you have that and you add one tick to your healing clock start healing from mm-hmm. Slip's future assault a 1 and a 2 CD is uh, CD seems shaken
2: as they're working <laughs> on your
4: yeah <laughs>
0: as they're working on your repairs is there any exchange that uh, a brief exchange that happens between the two of you
2: Slip is staring at you through the window <laughs>
3: is there a window
2: in this tent yeah i'm actually just holding a window frame. okay and i have an angry face on my display
3: it's one of those it's one of those plastic tents that have the fake (laughs) windows
0: Mm, a quarantine tent fitting yeah
3: yeah uh so cd is like looking at slip and back out the door well and then to augustus and it's kind of like this rotation just being like yeah so um things are not great at all uh the the kid showed up whose dad i kind of messed with and my my guilt is through the roof
1: what is that word guilt guilt is is that some kind of fabric i don't think i have that in my banks
3: Ha, 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 ha. I don't mean like guilt gilded stuff with a D and I, I mean like I feel bad because I did something bad to someone else
1: oh that I, I, I'm sure you're I'm sure you'll get over it you're doing your best and I will wave it slip from the window <laughs> the screen crackles <laughs> <laughs> Does it show, like, the different colored bars, like, when the signal goes out on an old tube Yeah, exactly. That's always what I think about.
3: (laughs) And CD kind of was like, I I feel bad, too, because when M.P. was talking about getting other people, I didn't expect them to be kids. They're so young, and they have so much on their shoulders.
2: Go for it. Okay. For our listeners at home today, Matt's been rolling an awful lot in the background, and I am genuinely horrified about what (laughs) could be happening.
1: A lot of ticking clocks. I saw him fold his arms behind his head and smile, and I am all of the nerves.
3: We've got a couple full clocks. Um, I don't want to say what they all are. How do you want
2: to look at them? We can't can't say them at all.
3: No. Um, I don't know if we want to touch on Haros tonight.
2: If, I don't know that Emran is going to be capable of leaving the cause <laughs> unless, it, unless it's going on a mission and has to go into the 88 Express instead.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm like, I kind of want them, she, to wake up because I feel like that will be some sort of resolution in a sense. But I don't know. I don't know if you want her slash they to be conscious or not.
1: That is entirely to faces because they can't even metal.
3: Oh, it's kind of a human... She's kind of a human being.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of a human, and I eat faces.
3: True. Emran's
1: a cyborg. Is he? A tin man. Does he have a heart?
3: Is Emrin the tin man?
2: Emrin isn't missing his heart, but someone will be. You <laughs> can collect hearts in case you need to spare. No. Stop. Please. <laughs>
4: I'm just...
2: No does more I... eating... People.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I beg of you, it's, it's really unhealthy. It's really unhealthy.
2: The, Lowest yeah. of keys, Emran is quietly into it, <laughs> but Michael isn't. <laughs> we're, we're, we just enable each other. That's us. Oh, yeah, we that's what Maeve and Emran have always yeah. done.
3: The enablers,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like when everything happens, and like you're supposed yeah. to have the angel and the devil, like we're just missing both angels. But what if we got revenge, though? But revenge.
3: Oh, and then Keva gets dragged along like, OK,
1: we just have a little shadow bobs that are just shouting, do it.
2: emran has been <laughs> trying to give up the revenge train, but it's getting to be very difficult
1: at the current uh, juncture. The, the revenge train has no brakes, much like the hype train. The revenge train is about to turn into the revenge bullet. Mm, mm-hmm. Pew pew, a revenge bullet train. The revenge laser.
3: I don't know. Do you think Emran's going to take C D up on the whole don't kill me until we finish everything
2: i have thought of a resolution to that particular conflict Mm -hmm. but um that entirely depends on the uh the interim time between a possible ending where both of them make it through the conflict in order to square off eventually so because maybe the fight will just get rid of one of us and we won't have to worry about it
3: yeah some possibilities. CD would be up for sacrificing themselves a lot.
1: I'm sure. But that's what they want. can give them satisfaction. It's it is yeah, high what yeah. they want.
3: It is. It is. Honestly, though, and I think they would feel better if they gave themselves the up baby
1: to Lawrence.
2: To Oh to my say, god, <gasps> it's the Huyababa. I love oh,
3: Look at that Chonky he's so baby. He's chonky. I love
2: <laughs> Chonky baby. the best babies. way there's only there's no bad ways to be chonky in my
3: opinion Oh, he's got a little fist around his mouth oh have to use the pacifier instead
4: go sleep
2: baby loving those bangs Mm -hmm. baby bangs are the best bangs
3: I love when babies have hair like a bunch of hair it's great
4: alright we're back howdy Howdy. Howdy. (laughs) greetings sweet baby (laughs)
2: Okay, so uh, where were we? What was going on? Um, Slip was menacing CD and Augustus through the quarantine tent.
3: And CD was talking about how, like, yeah, so, I mean, I wish they were older and that we didn't have to put this on these poor teenagers' shoulders.
1: That's fair. I, I get where you're coming from, but we're also pretty old. I'm tired of carrying these things on my shoulder. And these are new. This is all just made a thousand times worse because Augustus like robot chassis is like (laughs) a perpetually smiling like opera mask on basically like the other mother's body from Coraline. Uh. It's just like a looming and spider like.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you might need to change some of your ways, Augustus, if you're going to make it through this. You do like to flirt with the upper crust. And you might have to, we might all have to face the fact that we're all going to have to die.
1: I mean, I'm perfectly fine with changing. Changed everything else. and I'll just wiggle my robotic phalanges.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a place for us in this world anymore. We've outlived our usefulness.
1: We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. I haven't died in centuries. I'm not about to start now.
3: All right, that's your choice.
1: CG will remember uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> Slip
2: treads away on their treads,
1: slowly and backwards.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so the next day, or you know, sometime later, probably the next day. Solar cycle,
4: yeah. You know. mm-hmm.
0: When solar cycle later. Uh, So you wake up, or those of you who sleep, wake up, and, you know, Mandakai has prepared some more stew with
2: hardtack. There's eggs in it this time.
0: Mandakai has prepared another stew with nice hardtack biscuits and uh, and other types of rations. Some more of those uh, vegetables from the surface and other uh, preserved supplies like some jerky and stuff like that. And she says, "Uh, MP spoke to me and... Uh, he has said that there is an important mission for us to undertake. Uh, he mentioned that it may be uh, advantageous to combine our forces on this matter, as it might require accessing the sim, which the three of you cannot do.
2: But I can.
3: Oh, well, I haven't. I haven't tried it yet. That would be fun.
0: It's. Uh, I'm not sure, unless you are mechanical in your brain as well, which seems unlikely. But uh, Slip, you were saying you can access the Sim?
2: Oh, it's from anywhere. All
0: the time. Well.
3: Ooh, can we bring Slip? I like Slip.
0: I will not deign to tell you what forces you should assemble. We should probably discuss the mission first. Right. Me too. Yes. Uh, And I don't think we'll be doing the mission tonight. Obviously, it's rather late for all of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, we can talk about it. MP has set up a little briefing station near the express you know uh they've gotten some chairs and stools that they've found or assembled
3: is there a map on a table
0: there's there's a projector screen like a hollow projector screen and mp uh, floats over and hands emron an earbud and says uh, this should describe what the rest of us are seeing
2: to you during the briefing so do you take your seats i am a robot but also a human yeah sure
3: uh, Keva does, but she does like the two eye thing, and then points at CD, like I'm watching you.
0: My favorite kind of alt interaction, hostile.
3: Yeah, she's <laughs> she's she's being very protective of her of her uh giant friend.
1: Hmm. Is Mave here? In what form is Mave? I I think fairly human. Okay, I don't want to like go blow through our rations by like. Mighty morphin all over the place.
3: <laughs> oh, I, f- I figured out a thing. It's like Keva is uh Korra and CD is Lin Beifong.
0: Oh, interesting. Ooh. Yeah, from Legend of Korra. Yeah, Lin Beifong is well, Be. we're getting off track.
3: <laughs> She's one of my favorite characters.
0: Is uh, so Augustus, I assume, is here and Emran. Well, I said that he yes. gave Emran an earbud, so.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Both Michaels are here.
3: (laughs) Crate isn't here, though.
2: No, no crate. Sorry. Perhaps it is for the best.
1: (laughs) He's here in third spirit, because there's other crates, but literal crates.
2: Mm. You know what? (laughs) Snaps for that. Mm. Of course,
0: Mandukai is is there as well. She's up at the front with MP uh, standing there looking slightly awkward. Uh, She keeps folding her hands in front of her. And then she puts her hands behind her back like at parade rest. And then she goes back to holding her hands in front of her. She just doesn't seem to know what to do with her hands. Uh, MP hands her a like a pointer stick and she <coughs> gratefully takes it even though she doesn't really have anything
1: to point at. She's just like holding it seems to help put her at ease. You just hear like constant uh, bubble wrap popping noises because maybe it's a habitual like knuckle cracker. <laughs>
0: So he says, uh, All right. So I'm really glad that uh, everyone has made it here safely. Most everyone. I am sure that Zonin and Zora will be returning uh, very soon. But there is something, uh, as I mentioned, uh, dangerous occurring. So I have received, well, I have tracked down this information and also received it through my contacts. Uh, as I mentioned before, there is a fleet arriving from uh, a, a different area of the asteroid belt. Uh, they have made their way around to our location uh, using a type of propulsion that is, uh, frankly, uh, pretty fascinating, quite novel. Uh, they're, they're using like a, a, a slingshot maneuver so that their engines don't burn, uh, thus not attracting, they should hope, the, the attention of, of the emergency or, or the mistake over on Earth. Uh, but I suppose that part's not particularly important. Anyway, uh, this armada is here. They're, they're here. They're here now. They're outside uh, in space here. And uh, from communications that we have intercepted, uh, they appear to have formed an alliance uh, with the solar free state with the goal of breaching the habitat and
4: taking it over.
3: Is there a way we can warn um, Denton and, well, she's not Isabel anymore, but them? Lean? Lean.
0: Yes, yes. There is a way, and that is what we're here to talk about today. There is a broadcast station on this battle station that has uh, been restricted to use by mm, two groups. Uh, The only people who are able to access the broadcast station are the Huateng Media Group to spread out their propaganda and uh, quote-unquote news. And of course, the Solar Free State itself, Um, it's guarded, but it does have a variety of broadcast capabilities that should allow us to contact the habitat. We assume this is how the uh, solar free states have been in contact with the Church of Gov these past centuries, but that information has been highly uh, scrubbed uh, you know from, from memories and from data banks. But it's the only logical way this could be happening, this type of communication. We know that in the habitat, there is a form of communication called the wave which appears to be a wireless form of uh transmission that is different from what we use up here on the station but we can sort of cross-pollinate the streams clearly otherwise there would be no way for the solar free state to contact the church of gov and collaborate on you know the continued subjugation of of the people of 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 the habit of, of you uh so uh, we, we have to take that station where is it Well, it's in the inner sphere. Oh, it's not in the core, though. So there's there's uh, there's that. It's not in the core. So how will
3: we? What about life support?
0: There's life support in the inner sphere. Uh, Right. Probable cause should be able to get you from here to there uh, on 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 stored life support. But in order to take control of the broadcast station, uh, how shall I put this? The broadcast station. Is also where the sim goes out from. It sure is. So uh, you 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 may need to
4: uh, you may need to crash it. I can do that.
3: Yeah, but wouldn't that kind of harm everyone? All all of us robot people.
0: It's possible. Uh, the sim has been taken down before usually as a punitive measure by the solar free states. Uh, As you know, uh, people require a certain amount of immersion in the sim in order to maintain uh, their mental fortitude and their mental health uh, so that they can experience and feel things as the human brain is expecting and required to do in order to to function uh, properly. So when you crash the sim, uh, I, I personally would be very grateful if you didn't do so irreparably Uh
3: yeah you guys don't want it you you kids don't want to have a bunch of insane robots to have to deal with
0: well uh you, you know it's it's a question of of harm and balance crashing the sim will harm many people uh it will not harm the most powerful people but it is something that you may have to do in order to take control of the broadcast station. Uh, in addition to general uh, fisty cuffs, I, I suppose, uh, other types of destruction, this has to be a, a multi, you know... Amandakai puts a hand on MP's head and says, uh, thank you, MP. Now, uh, as, as MP was saying, we have to attack this from at least two angles. We need a team in the real world, and we need a team where at least someone who can deal with the issues that arise in the sim and scramble those signals to give the ground team the opportunity to take control of the facility. Holding the facility will probably not be feasible in the long term. I want to make that clear. There are not enough of us to hold off the entirety of the solar free state, but they're not expecting this. The guards are there. The guard is heavy, but they're not expecting us. We should be able to get in send a message, and get out before the entirety of their might falls down upon us.
2: I can't force you to do this. Oh, I would love an opportunity to crash this in.
3: I mean, I'm pretty suited for helping out here with this. I've got strength of mind and body.
0: Mandekai smiles. That is true. Well, I'm going.
1: I think out of all of us, Slip is probably the best suited to uh, scramble these signals.
2: It's literally all I do. It's my one trick. In that case, we should plan. Thank you
0: for joining us here on Stories of a Broken Sun, the second season, which is Spectres of a Broken Sun. I've been Matt or ARP, I'm the friendly guide here. My pronouns are he and him. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. If you like what we're doing here, you can always support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash BrokenSunRPG.
1: I've been joined tonight by the uh, wonderful talents of Velvet. Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Uh, I'm Velvet, she, her, playing Maeve, who is also she, her, and Augustus, who is they, them. You can find me on the interwebs pretty much everywhere at OG Brown Sugar. Thank you. I'm also joined by Kikers.
3: Hi everyone, it's me Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I, tonight, played CD, who is they, them, and Keva Jarma, who is she, her, like myself. Thank you for joining us, and I'm sorry about all the mental headaches and trauma.
2: And we are joined by Michael Blood. Howdy everyone, I've been Michael Blood. You can find me most places at Good Sir Blood or on YouTube as Salas but there's nothing to see there. Um, For the purposes of this podcast, I've been playing... Slip, they, them, who shares my pronouns as well as Emran Pak, he, him, who shares my deep sadness and anger.
0: (laughs) And so until the next time, all the best. All All the best, best. folks. Space squids. Space squids.